She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is called Dark Thoughts of Motherhood and Postpartum. In this episode, we are speaking with Suzanne Yatim Aslam, who is a former actor and Miss Arab USA turned writer. She is the author of Postpartum Me, who, where she addresses the dark thoughts that so many mothers have but are too scared to say out loud. She's thrilled to get this book into the hands of mothers who may be struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety. And I'm so excited to have you on to talk about this because I know a lot of people do suffer from postpartum and sometimes they feel alone in that struggle. But before we dive in to the topic a little bit more, can you give the audience a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Well, hello, thank you for having me. Um... So I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I used to be an actor and it was so much fun. Um, but then you have kids and they make things not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. I'm sorry. Uh, so I couldn't act as much. And um, there was just a series of events that happened after I had come out of my postpartum depression that uh, made me, I was looking for a creative outlet. I was angry that I had sort of been duped into understanding what motherhood was versus what it is. I felt like I had sort of been lied to almost by so many mothers who, you know, just sort of romanticized it and forgot to tell me uh, that it's labor isn't the only part that's hard. You know, we take all these classes on labor and birth, but what what happens next? You know? So um, <laughs> it was, I, I felt a lot of anger and with my postpartum depression, I, I felt a lot of rage about, about what was going on. Um, because I just had no idea. So um, me wanting to be more creative, coming out of my depression, looking for some sort of outlet. I always really liked writing as a way of, of therapy. Mm -hmm. um, so I started writing this book with the idea that I just wanted to say all the things out loud that you might be thinking, she might be thinking, that I was certainly thinking that anytime I did try to express it just, people didn't like it because I would say things that weren't really very nice. Like, oh, I don't like my kid. I don't connect with him. That's a terrible thing to say, but it was my truth. It was real for me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but you're not allowed to say those things. So I wrote the, wrote the book in the form of journal entries. So I could be very candid, very open and say all the things in a journal that I couldn't say out loud. Yeah. And it's dark. It's it, obviously it's dark because it's about depression, but it's got, it's got a lot of dark humor. It, I want, I want to make you laugh a little bit. Yeah. What's you always got to laugh, you know, sometimes yeah. it's funny. There's funny stuff in like things that are kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. truly, truly. And it helps you get through the darkness, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I know sometimes like when I was down, I would like literally put on comedy just yes. to like laugh and like feel good. But then if the comedy sucked, I'd be like, okay, this isn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so true. Cause like, I, you know, when I first had my first son, motherhood knocked me off my feet. I mean, I had a little postpartum, like I couldn't leave the house. Like I was crying, but it really knocked me off. I was like, who am I now? Like, mm the kids like sucking on my tit all the time, you know, up a lot, 
you know, once you leave the hospital, it's like, here you go, take care of it. You know, you got to like, you know, defend for yourself, basically. Yeah. And you've and- never done this before. So who are you to be qualified enough to <laughs> to do anything? You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And sometimes like people say like, oh, you got to be like this and be like that. But like every baby is so different. You know, there's not a one size fits all type of thing. And you just got to do what's like best for you and your family. And Mm -hmm. if that's like the kids sleeping with you in the bed, even though they say not to do that, you know, you sleep better that way, then, then just do it and, you know, be safe. I'm not trying to, you know, well, that's what I did. I just hated the idea of getting up and out of bed every five minutes is how it felt. So I just rather turn over, pull my bra down nurse the kid and we can fall asleep together. And I was, I was, you know, you always sleep with one eye open when you're a a young mom anyway. So it felt, it felt safe. And I felt okay with that decision. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like it's important that we create this community of women that are, that feel safe to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. And you know what, it does take a while to adjust to getting to know your baby, you know, like your baby comes out, and yes, you're like, oh, but then at the same time, because I remember thinking like, okay, like now what? Like he's just right. laying there, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. staring at me like a <laughs> alien, you know? And, you know, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It took me a while too, you know, to kind of like, I mean, I loved him and I knew I needed to take care of him and stuff, but, you know, it took me a while to connect like a hundred percent. It It wasn't like gushing immediately but it was like oh I mean it was us kind of like looking like oh okay here you are now (laughs) yeah I I got I was very mad at myself because I didn't feel all these very beautiful flowery emotions Mm -hmm. towards my son I looked at him and uh, I had a hard time nursing but it never occurred to me to do anything else so I just struggled through nursing and um he would he would cry. He'd wake up. He, he was hungry. And then I would start to cry because I would say, no, 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 I don't want to feed him. I don't want him to hurt me. And so I had this like very negative association with my child that he hurt me. Mm. And it wasn't like, oh, breastfeeding hurts. I was, I, I put it on him. I said, no, he hurts me. And that's, and obviously in hindsight, it's terrible. And I feel so bad that I felt that way, but that was, that was my thought process. And so I not only didn't connect with him, but I like, just kind of didn't want to, uh, he, ugh, I just like, didn't want him near me because he caused me pain. And I felt like I had really liked my life before. And now my life was so drastically different. Like how you said it, like completely just knocked you off your feet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, but I liked my life and I liked who I was. And now I don't get to be that person anymore. And I kind of even put that on him too which doesn't make any sense, but we're not talking about what makes sense. We're talking about how we felt. We're talking about depression, which lies to you. Those thoughts are, they're all lies, but you think they're real because they're in your head and you created them. So why would they, they feel very, very, very visceral. Um, so, uh, the fact that I didn't have those feelings, the positive feelings towards him was frustrating me. And then I got angry because nobody else ever admitted to that. So then I thought, well, then what the hell's wrong with me? Why am I this terrible person? Is there something wrong with me? Do I not have that like maternal biological instinct that I'm supposed to have? No, it's probably just the chemicals in your body trying to adjust after having a baby. But, you know, how did you get through that? 
like, how would you, how did you work through that depression? Were you ever actually able to connect with your baby when, you know, like how, how did you even know that you were struggling with the postpartum? So that's kind of the interesting part of my book is, uh, you watch my spiral and you don't know. And I don't, because I don't know that I'm depressed. So halfway through the, the process, you're just watching this woman lose her mind and lots of ups and downs. And she doesn't know why she's like my father-in-law accidentally drank my juice and I lost my shit, like just lost it. My life was over, you know? And so you're just watching this woman who's just like, why is she, what is happening to her? And then, um, a friend of mine had actually, who was studying to be a therapist was like, have you considered the thought that you might have postpartum depression? I was like, well, no, because I've never been depressed before. So why would I be depressed now? That doesn't make any sense. And I was very resistant. And I just didn't like the idea that I wasn't in charge of my mental faculties. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it just felt really weird. And then I, I don't know. And then plus you don't want to have this problem because you have to take care of a baby. And you're like, and this, like this and the baby, that's just too much, you know? So I was very resistant when it was brought up to me. Um, so I didn't do anything at, at first when I thought that it might, that might be the case. Um, I just kept it inside where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Ladies. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> just in case you don't actually see my face and you're only listening. Um, so I just bottled it up and got really angry. Cause I was like, man, if this is true, then I'm, I just got depressed that I was depressed. You know, yeah. that, is, that really bummed me out. Um, and then my book is more of a cautionary tale, Christina, because I didn't allow myself to heal. So mine is sort of like, guys, don't do this. Like if you're feeling these feelings, they are okay, but also you might need help. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of this weird balance. Cause you don't want to be hard on yourself that you're feeling these feelings. That's really, really important. Um, they're there for a reason, but we need to figure out what that reason is. And the reason is that you actually just might need some help, whether it be meds or therapy or just more help with the baby to help you just balance yourself out and get out of it and give yourself time. So for me, it was time because I didn't allow myself the opportunity to get help. For me, it's sort of like after my second baby came and then I started having a little bit more R&R, like one was at school and then one would nap. And then I would take that time to myself to finally be like, you know what? The house is a, a disaster. I haven't showered in three days. I don't care. I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to do the thing that makes me happy in this very small amount of time that I have. That's just for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I was kind of losing my shit a little bit. And so that's why I started this podcast. Cause I was feeling really lost, yeah. like just giving myself to the kids, which I didn't mind doing, but I needed time for myself right. and like a reason to like, get ready you know, and like, put yeah. makeup on. like <laughs> I'm going to be on camera. Let's like put some makeup on, you know, like I just needed to do something for myself. I needed to be able to like, talk to people, you know, especially now with like, you know, after 2020 and the pandemic, like we have this whole new way of communicating, but I'm sure podcasters have been using zoom for years, but like, you know, I just needed to get out there and I was feeling lost myself. And I'm like, I feel like, I won the jackpot because I get to talk to amazing people like you who can share their story and make other people aware that they're not alone, um, provide access, you know, to help read books, et cetera, you name it, you know, and we need that time for ourselves. Like mm -hmm. this is my little time right now. Like I only get 
you know, three hours. I do half hour interviews. Like that's it, you know? And then I can go on my merry way and figure out where I can plug in other little times for myself. So I think it's very important that we, you know, screw the house. Let's do what we yeah. need to do for ourselves. Cause if we're not good for ourselves, we're not going to be good for the, the children or the husband. No, you're absolutely useless. Your friends. You really you are. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, something that I like when I talk to dads, when I get on podcasts with men, I'll say things like, look, it's really nice that you told your wife that in three months from now, you're flying her out to go visit her sister. That's good for you. That's, that's really generous. But what is she doing between now and 90 days from now? Like what's, does she have any breaks? What's her life going to be like? Does she have, so for me, like, I don't really think that you can recharge at the end of a day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, no, I totally know what you mean. I don't think you can recharge at an end of no, it. No, that's for sleeping, for just like, you know, take finally taking your shower if you if you if that's what you do when you shower at the end of the day. But that's not like a mental recharge. So you need that time somewhere in the middle of the day or whatever it may be where it's just you. The world doesn't exist. I mean, I know some people are more extroverted, so they might want to be like, oh, let me go out with my friend for coffee. It's just so much harder to actually make those plans. But if you could just take some time for yourself for an hour, um, in the middle of the day to recharge that act that really does propel you through the rest of the day. It can, I mean, you're still going to have your hard times and this isn't a cure for depression. This is just small things that you can do to help you make your way through the day. Um, and then you can start looking forward to that trip to see your sister in three months, but mm -hmm. that's not, that's not your saving grace. That's it really isn't also preparing for that trip is going to stress you out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. I know. So what do you suggest, you know, how women should talk to their husbands or their partner on helping them create time for themselves, ask for help and, and do those things? Because sometimes I feel like we don't speak up because it's like, we got it, we can handle it. And we try to be superwoman mm -hmm. and we don't need help, but we really do. Or like, you feel bad to like put the burden on someone else. Right. Um, what, what advice do you have? So this is, this is the frustrating part because we were taught that we're supposed to be super women and our mothers were in a sense, these women who just kind of took it all on themselves and they supposedly did it all. They didn't, but from our perspective, it looks like that they did. Um, but really they were drowning and having a really hard time. And my mom would just like be fine. And then suddenly she would just snap and go bonkers, you know, and then be like, I'm leaving. I need 24 hours to myself. But it's because she was just like so tightly wound from doing so much with four children. Um, so I think it's really, really important that we, first of all, understand we cannot do it all. We are not made to do it all. 
we have this image of women that are, were these sort of, especially mothers that were these goddesses, right? We create life for these goddesses. But if you really stop and think about the mythology in the, that example, goddesses were fierce, man. They were pissy. They were temperamental. They were emotional. They were jealous. Like they were like all these things that we associate as negative, but they're, they're, they were humans for all intents and purposes you know they had all those ups and downs that humans have so to say that we're just going to be like these little goddesses sitting on clouds no so first <laughs> of all our imperfections are super important <laughs> um they're super important because they're real and there's no such thing as you doing it all on your own so I think first of all you have to accept the fact that you just you're not going to do that and we're not made to do that and we just need to get rid of that thought that's not a thing it's not a thing so um there, that's number one. Number two, I have yet to meet a dad who isn't excited to do something, except they just don't know what to do. They don't know how to help. So they can only do so much and it's not, it's not really their fault. If they don't know what to do, what are they going to do? They're going to go out and they're going to provide, and they're going to do that thing that they're really good at doing, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, I think it's really, really important. And this is really hard, but to your point, you have to speak up. We have to be our own advocates and it doesn't even require like I'm not always going to say like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. And here are the, here's my list of things that I need from you. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. I don't know what to do. And then we sort of work together to kind of come up and sort of triangulate what the problem is and what the solution is together, but they're not mind readers. And I always kind of thought my husband could read my mind. And then I had a baby and then he would look at me and he like, he just didn't see me anymore. I was this different person to him. I had changed so much. And I wasn't communicating my, my inner thoughts, my inner thoughts were really dark and really sporadic and just really like, it was like a squirrel just running around in there, you know? Um, and I didn't want to share those dark thoughts. So it just requires a lot of vulnerability, which I don't think Mm -hmm. is very, it's not comfortable. It's not, but sometimes you, you have to put yourself in those vulnerable moments in order to like get what you need in life. Yeah. You know, like, and then I always feel like after, and you talk about it, it's like, so like, it's like the, the rock is off your chest, you know, yeah. you feel so much lighter and it's like, God, I'm, I'm really glad I talked about it, you know, cause sometimes like holding it inside is like, is not good. Like it's heavy and it'll just like start giving you like issues, even like with your body, you know? Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is Mm -hmm. I used to say Sammy was a bad baby. Um, he didn't sleep well and his eating was so annoying and, you know, and and he was always crying and he was just always really fussy. And I, and then later I was like, oh, he's like feeding off my energy and I'm feeding off his, and we're still so connected. He's out of my body, but we are still so connected. And that energy that I'm feeling, he's like, imagine, imagine this little baby who relies on you for everything. And suddenly you have all this, like this kind of just like chaotic energy that's flowing between the two of you. That's so scary for him. Yeah. You know, you're putting that out there. So if you can be, if you can sort of level, help find ways to level yourself up a little bit, you're going to have a baby who's a bit more, more leveled off, which kind of, so it's like, it's like a catch 22. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. They sense our energy. Like if anything, like their energy heightened, like senses are heightened because they can't really communicate And it's, they're just understanding their environment and they could really sense things. Like, I don't know. I remember as a baby, 
sensing things and like noticing things and thinking to myself, like, who the fuck are these people? Like, where Mm -hmm. am I? Like, Mm -hmm. are you sick? This seems like aggression or not, or like, don't make fun of me. Like, I don't know. I remember it very clearly when I was a baby. Some people are like, I can't believe you do it. But I, I totally remember. Um, my first memory was something that was, was sad. Like my sister was in pain. My baby sister was in pain and I was very upset about it. And I was crying and it like, in hindsight, it makes sense that my first memory would be something where I'm like, oh, we don't feel safe and I need to protect her. And is she okay? And so, you know, because you're so, you're so basic at that age that your bigger concerns are like just getting your needs met. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I wasn't meeting Sammy's needs and emotionally, I don't think. Yeah. Well, you are now, I'm sure. I am now. We're yeah. so, good. so <laughs> there's sweet. light at the end of the tunnel, you know. So <laughs> there is babies forever. It's all everything is a season and it all changes, you know. And it's so wonderful. And we're so we're so good now. And I just like I get I get the stupidest, biggest smile on my face when I pick him up from school because I'm so happy to see him. And then that makes me so happy because I'm like, look where I was. And look where I am now. This is so great. Like his first day going off to school, I bawled and my husband was trying to like stop me from crying. And I'm like, no, this is good. Like the fact that I'm sad that he's leaving me is something to be celebrated. Yeah. Or I I don't think I would have thought that I would have been happy that he was away, Mm -hmm. but now I don't feel that way. That's such a beautiful, joyful thing for me to experience. And it just shows you that, you know, you're going to get there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So Suzanne, I have four questions I ask all my first time guests. And my first question to you is who and what inspires you? Uh, This is such a hard question. Um, So this kind of reminds me of the like five people you could meet dead or alive, you know? Yeah. Um, Because that who inspires me are those five people. Um, So I am inspired by, by obviously writers, people with wild amounts of discipline that can create something out of nothing. And I like, that's how I finished my book. I know this sounds weird, but I had just finished watching Hamilton (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and I was so blown away by like how disciplined Lin-Manuel Miranda was and how he turned this, this like very boring uh, biographical book into like this beautiful piece of art. And thinking about that actually helped me finish my book. Um, It was really, really beautiful. So I, I love that kind of a person who's just really dedicated to their art and their work. Yeah. And the creativity and all that stuff. Yeah. I, that's a great answer. Good answer. Um, so my second question is what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? Oh, how to enjoy things. I am so wound up. I'm the oldest child of immigrants. I'm the oldest of all of my cousins and I never really let myself play. And now I'm 37 and I'm like, how do I access my inner child so I can just play and not be so analytical all the time, which is good if you're a writer, but the rest of your life when you're not writing, you just want to like, just relax. So I tell my, my younger self to just relax. Yeah. Have a little balance, you know, Mm -hmm. sprinkle Mm -hmm. a little flavor in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my third question is what's the essential part of your daily routine? Oh, reading and coffee, reading and coffee, reading and coffee. I don't care if I do it in the morning or in the middle of the day, I will sit down and I will have my coffee and I will read my book and that's just non-negotiable. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Got your time, you know? Yeah. Your mom time. Yeah. Um, and then my fourth and final question is the best advice you've ever received. Oh, 
I was uh, either pregnant or just had a baby. And my friend brought over a bunch of hand-me-downs from, from her son, which is, by the way, mamas, don't buy anything new. It's stupid. Just like let people gift you. It's wonderful. Um, so she she brought all this stuff over. And as she was leaving, she's like, look, don't be a hero. If people offer to help, just say yes. You say yes. And I'm like, okay, I'll say yes. I'm so sorry. Of course, I didn't follow her advice because I didn't realize like, you know, what was going on in my head. But honestly, don't be a hero. And if people offer, you say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to receive, you know, we got to be okay with receiving and yeah, just take it. I know that was something that I had to like work on too. It's like, no, it's okay. But now I'm like, yes, let's do it. Help me. (laughs) Yeah, It's it's good for them too. Those people want to help you. you Yeah. They wouldn't be saying it if they didn't mean it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, like a psychopath, but he's like, <laughs> grudgingly asking you. <laughs> I know. Okay. And then do you have any last words before we say goodbye today? Oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, mamas, this book is not, uh, there's no medical advice. I, in it, I'm not a medical professional. I just want to hold your hand and I just want you to know that it's okay. And we're going to try to make you laugh a little bit along the way, but you're going to be okay. Just ask for help. Perfect. That's great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Not Your Mama's podcast. All of Suzanne's information is down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. Check out the book, especially if you're struggling and want to have a laugh and some encouragement and to know you're not alone. I would definitely check out Postpartum Me and you can find that on Amazon and I have it down right below in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for listening in on another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast and I will see you in the next one. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one.